Just would it be advantageous for me to file? Should I file a motion for custody? I assume. Should I file a motion for dismissal based on the time requirements, or would they just refile the case? Talking to David from Ohio. David, go ahead and finish your story. Okay, so where we left off, uh, my my son's mother, my girlfriend, currently has unsupervised visits at her house on the weekends. Um, they requested me not to be there. I asked for an hour visit on Christmas, actually, and the social worker basically made it clear that if I were to go there at all, they would take him from her and put him back with my aunt or God knows where. Um... So in regards to the case, I, I made the decision, although I fully disagree with what they're saying, I made the decision to go along with their case plan, what they did. They didn't give me a case plan until 46 days after they took them on September 29th, which I believe the policy is seven. But the case plan states um, substance abuse assessment, mental health assessment, anger management. I did the substance abuse and mental health assessment along with my girlfriend doing a mental health assessment they requested. All recommendations are for no treatment necessary from the place they recommended. Um, the substance abuse place they recommended does not do a drug screen with that recommendation. It's their policy. I begged them to give me a drug screen because I knew how important it was. They would not. The first order for the drug screen, purchase order for the drug screen, I called every other day that all, both places they use and no order. The first order for the drug screen came December 22nd, I believe, uh, you know, 100 days, something after they took them. Um, and it came an hour after I sent them an email saying I was cutting off contact with them. The reason I cut off contact at that point in time was that my last visit right before that, I went to place my son in my social worker's car. The car seat was not strapped down properly, floating in the back seat the whole time, entirely too small for my son. He's three and a half. It was an infant car seat. The straps were as low as they could be. I took it out. I showed him how to adjust the straps. During that time, he continued to take a personal call and not even look at me whatsoever, strapped it in the, in the car seat properly, put my son in there. And he made, you know, he, he admitted that it had been like that the entire time. He's made multiple trips with my son for, for almost four months like that, uh, 45 minutes each way, half hour each way. Um, so in regards to the drug test, I went and paid for when We had a hearing on December 6th, the first adjudication. I wanted to have a drug test in by then to refute their claims. I went and paid for my own out of pocket. It turns out the place I paid for that is the place that they actually use uh, for their drug tests. So I have a negative one. It hasn't been submitted in court yet. My public defender didn't bring it up at that hearing, although he had it. But I, ha I got it the morning of that hearing and sent it to everybody, caseworkers included. Um, they finally put in a purchase order December 22nd for a drug test. They put in for a hair follicle and a urine screen. The urine, I went to do the drug test. I, I, I decided to continue communication after I cut it off. I reached back out to the caseworkers, what do you want me to do? Um, they said the drug test or whatever. 
So I went down there. Um, they told me my hair was too short for a hair follicle. Then when I went to take a urine screen, they informed me that it was on the purchase order that they had to watch me urinate. I find that very pervasive. I don't know if it's commonplace or not, but I decided I'm not going to do that. It's my right to refuse that, I believe. In return, I bought my own drug test at the exact same moment from that place where they didn't have to watch me urinate. So I have that to file with the court as well. Um, that's where we're at, basically. I'm going to look into anger management uh, this week coming up. The trial's January 31st. Or the, I think they're going to try to do adjudication and disposition on the 31st. Ohio has a statute that had a ruling from the Supreme Ohio Supreme Court, I believe, March of 2021, um, in regards to the General Assembly's uh, meaning of the statute. And it's ruled that the disposition has to be held within 90 days of the complaint being filed. Currently, we're scheduled for adjudication, possibly disposition hearing, 120 days outside the complaint. Now, I've brought up filing, uh, you know, a motion to dismiss in regards to this, and my lawyers keep telling me um, they would just refile. Now, I don't know if it'd be advantageous to file that and have them refile, or if it could, maybe they would not refile. I wanted to get your advice on that. And uh, any motions I, I should file, my, you know, my son... My son's mother filed a her, her attorney filed a motion for custody. Uh, I didn't file a motion for custody. He also tried to talk her into agreeing to amend a complaint, a stipulated complaint or whatever you call it, which would therefore basically admit guilt in my mind. I believe is how it works. But we thank God we understood it and we, she did not do that. Okay. So at this point, he's not adjudicated. Uh, adjudication is the 31st, and I believe they're going to try to do disposition on that day also. I have requested a fast and speedy trial. She waived her rights to that. Uh, we're both pushing the issue, though, trying to get him home as soon as possible every day rather than the weekends at this point. Or with his mom. <clears throat> home with his mom at this point. So that's, that's where we're at, Mr. Davis. And did you have a question for me after that story? Because it's very similar. Yeah. Yes. Just would it be advantageous for me to file? Should I file a motion for custody? I assume. Should I file a motion for dismissal based on the time requirements, or would they just refile the case? Um, well, the answer to all three questions is, in my opinion, you need to check this with your attorney there in your state of Ohio. But if you were in California, the answer would be yes to all of those questions. Can you recommend any, so I've looked up some of the statutes and become familiar with some of the code. Can you recommend any other, it's very similar to California, I believe. Mm -hmm. Can you recommend any other motions I should file, anything I should be doing? Um, I'm just looking for what I should be doing uh, is my question. What should I be doing? Well, if your case was here How in California, myself? yeah, if your case were here in California, I wouldn't recommend that you be filing any other types of motions. Because, you know, you're focusing on some procedural aspects of the case. You're in the middle of trial. You should be focusing on the substantive aspects of the case. You know, I yep. keep testing clean, you know, that type of thing. By the way, um, when you take a urinalysis test, uh, they are supposed to watch you. So Okay, I didn't, I didn't know if that was commonplace or not. Right. So here's the thing. You know, my last two callers, I mentioned this, you know, a lot of people approach these cases by way of what they believe is fair and just, and they have the right to do that. 
But sometimes when you do that, you lower the probabilities of success because you're not really following what the law is. What I would do is I would meet with my attorney, come up with a plan, get my witnesses subpoenaed, uh, make a list of the witnesses, get my list of exhibits um, subpoenaed and or... That's the process I'm in. Yeah, and do that and come, you know, come up with a plan and, and, and follow that plan. It, it sounds from what you've told me, now I'm sure there's two sides to every story, but from what you've told me, you know, you've got a, you've got a good chance of uh, prevailing in this case. And, you know, for you to take a plea deal might be not to your advantage. I don't know. I don't know enough about the case. But just on what, what you're Now, when you say take a plea deal, what do you mean exactly? I think of a criminal trial when I hear that. But, like, what would a plea deal consist of? What, what do you mean by that? You know, um, a lot of plea deals are just like what you told me your wife, the attorney, was trying to do to get her to sign something to basically admit to some type of risk of abuse or abuse of the child. <clears throat> She's in a different situation than you, and you have, that's why you guys have different attorneys. She basically, in my mind, can't, if she were in California, can't lose the disposition hearing because she's already having unmonitored visits with the child. In California, at the disposition hearing, you have to prove, or the social worker has to prove by clear and convincing evidence, that there is a substantial danger of the, by the mother of the child. And if they're agreeing to give her unmonitored visits, overnight weekend visits, by definition, they're saying, well, she's not a substantial danger to the child, right? Yeah. Right. So um, the only claim against her is allowing me to watch our kid when she left. They, they're they saying I was high and it was poor judgment on her. But they're also trying to claim some mental health issues, which are untrue. They're trying to use her panic attack she had due to the situation, claiming it's a mental health issue in her case. Right. So I don't, in my mind, I don't, if you were in California, I don't think they'd be able to prove that against her. Um, it sounds like, you know, um, they wouldn't be able to prove it against you. But, you know, I'm looking at it as a California lawyer based upon the facts that you've told me. I'm sure yes. I'm sure there are other facts that you haven't told me. There always are, right? There's always two sides to the same coin, David. But I would sit down with my attorney and come down with come up with a plan that um, and implement that plan. So get your witnesses. yeah. I've been having I've been having trouble with the public defender, which, but I'm hoping they're on board. I was gonna uh, go pro se, honestly, no, no, but at this no, point, no, I no. do not do that, David. Okay. Yeah, that, I've, that, I've that would be, yeah, that would be like the worst thing you could do. Work with your, you know, work with your your attorney. Um, listen, you know, I'm going to tell you this. You might be offended by it. I hope not. But you know, when you want something from somebody, you basically treat them a certain way, right? Yeah. You're nice. You're respectful. You know, you're not demanding. Blah 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 blah. Well, the same thing works with attorneys. There are people, right? So in the interest of trying to win your case, um, you know, hand out the olive branch to your attorney and try to work with him or her at this point. You're so close to winning, right? And your 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 the mother is so close to winning. You don't want to get um, in the wrong space inside the judge's head or inside the social worker's head, right? You're trying to win a case. You're not trying I to be right. Okay, look. You want to be and right. that's what I'm attempting to do. Okay, hold it, Dave. You want to be right or do you want to win? That's the only thing I could ask you because they're not the same thing. And 
there are two different things in life and in the courtroom. Hey, David, I got to take another break right now. I appreciate you calling. Call us in a month or so and tell us, give us an update on your case. I'd like to hear what's going on. Um, and thank you for calling. This is The Secret, How to Fight CPS and Win. We'll be right back after these messages. Mm -hmm. 